0: betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs BetOnline is always your sports and information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs basketball mlb nhl hockey right to ufc and boxing BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Bulky and Blumper. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 64 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky flying solo today while my partner, Jeff Blum, handles some personal business. I know some of you have been concerned that he was off the broadcast last night, but everything's okay and he'll be back in a couple of days. The biggest bummer, as you may have guessed from the intro music, is that he's missing his birthday podcast. That's right, today, April 26th in the year of our Lord, 2023, Jefferson Blum, I don't know if that's, his name's not Jefferson, his name is Jeff, even though he spells it with a G, which is the lesser spelling, let's be honest. Jeff Blum turns 50 years young today. He turns 50. I'm 50. That's right, he's 50. I swear the man does not look a day over, what, 48? <laughs> I was really hoping to raz him a little bit today. Uh, on the podcast. Give him a, a you know, just tell him. Well, I mean, look, I'm older than he is. So it's, some of it's just welcome to the club. I'm not that much older than him. So let's not get crazy. I'm two years older than Jeff Blum. Well, to almost three, my birthday is coming up in a week. If you care to celebrate mine, you probably don't. Um, so anyway, happy birthday, Blummer. I'm looking forward to his return, which will be next week. Uh, everything's cool. So don't, no need to worry about him. Send him your well wishes and all that. Send him birthday, uh, stuff on, uh, on Twitter. Um, you can, speaking of that, you can find us on Spotify, Apple stitcher, and of course on YouTube, be sure to like, and subscribe to keep up with us as particularly on YouTube because they just alert you when this stuff comes out and, and you could, you know, today you're only getting to look at my face, which let's be honest, is kind of a blessing for you. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not. Um, but we'll have some fun anyway Um, and be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and on Instagram at believe in Astros BLEAV you can find me at Jeff Balky blummers at blummer 27 we're all over social media all the time even Twitter um, which is weird these days but you know what are you gonna do Um, also just want to let you know we're still climbing in subscribers on YouTube we'd like to see more of those Please, um, and I want to thank everybody for giving us five stars on Apple. Listen, the reviews and the five stars on Apple actually help boost our rankings. They help us do better when it comes to sponsorships. It's it really does help us. So, um, if you feel so inclined and you and you like what you're hearing, it would be very helpful if you did that. Um, you know, this is not a living for us, obviously. Um, but it's nice, it's fun. We we get to talk about baseball. Uh and you know, we'd like it's the it's the old joke from the birdcage. It's like, you know, this may only be a baseball podcast, but I'd like it to be a good baseball podcast, if possible, a great baseball podcast. And so uh, the more you can do to help us, obviously, the more we're happy about it. Plus, we love interacting with you guys and getting your questions. It saves us from having to figure out what the hell to talk about here every week. Um, and so it's super helpful. And we want you guys to participate. So please do uh, leave us your comments and questions wherever you may choose. Um Today's question, will we see a minor leaguer come up to the big leagues and be successful for the Astros this season? It's an interesting question when you think about it because we're going to talk about a couple minor leaguers who are doing pretty well, uh, several of them. But the question is, is the Astros roster just so packed um, with talent, particularly veteran talent? Will there be place for them? So we're we're going to get into that uh, today. So again, thank you so much for uh, for joining and for listening. And again, I I appreciate you listening to me today since Blummer will not be with us. Um, I want to start out uh, talking a little bit about this Tampa Bay series. The Astros handed Tampa Bay their first home loss of the season. Look, Tampa Bay is good. You know they're good. They have they're good on all levels. I still do not trust. Tampa Bay to sustain this throughout the year uh, particularly as it gets close to playoff time they have a tendency to struggle a little bit down the down the stretch um, so we'll have to see but they're good um, but the Astros were better yesterday uh, shutting them out five innings and Luis Garcia remember when I suggested he could be the most improved Astros pitcher this year You may have doubted it early on. We're going to talk a little bit about him in just a minute, or I will. I say we all the time because it's normally me and Blummer, but anyway. Look, it's my face if you're watching on YouTube. You get to look at me. How excited must you be? Um, Anyway, so also we're starting to see cracks in some of those slumps. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week, how we're starting to see some guys, you know, Get hits. Jeremy Pena has looked pretty good. He's still chasing too many breaking pitches out of the zone, but we saw him a few yesterday where he held off. That's going to be the key. You know, Steve Sparks, who was filling in for Blummer on the game last night, love Sparks. Uh, hope to get him on the show um, here sometime soon. He um, mentioned that you know there was a pitch that Pena laid off, his big sweeping slider, and he said if he can lay off that, and he's exactly right because Pena, when he puts wood on the ball, it goes. He has he has great – when he makes contact, he hits the ball hard. And that's going to mean good things, uh, especially in the era of the no shift. Um, Bregman is starting to come around much the way he does around the beginning of May. And look, I know everybody's terrified about Jose Abreu right now, especially given the fact that our beloved La Pena – uh, hit an inside the park home run yesterday. Go Pena. Yuli um, Guriel, just a treasure. Um, but he's not here anymore. So that's that. And Abreu is. Abreu is a notoriously slow starter. Some have pointed this out on Twitter. The arc of his numbers during the year, eerily similar to Bregman's, where he is he, his basically his at batting average picks up as the season goes along. And then explodes towards the end of the year, which is what you really want, frankly. So he's struggling a little bit. He's trying to figure things out, but he's he's getting the bat on some balls, and he's finally starting to see some things. I just feel like you know there's going to be progression to the mean with him. He's just such a good hitter. Um, I do admit the home run thing is a little perplexing, but look, guys who are power hitters, they string together those things. We've seen it before. Or a guy will go a little bit. We won't see anything, and then all of a sudden, you know, boom, he, you know, drops a few home runs on us. So let's hope that's what's going to happen. Rubber match today with an off day tomorrow before the Phillies come to town this weekend. The Phillies just eleven and thirteen, and dealing with injuries like so many teams right now. Look, if you look at who's struggling at the moment, it reads like a who's who. Of teams that are expected to be good: Phillies, Cardinals, Padres, Yankees, White Sox, Mariners. Even the Dodgers are just thirteen and eleven. The Mets are fourteen and ten. Nobody's running away with anything out of the out of the teams that everyone said, "Hey, these guys are going to be good," or teams that were good last year. Like the Padres are my pick from the National League, and they're stumbling along right now. Um, So it's early. Right, no one, nobody should be freaking out. I know everybody likes to freak out, especially Astro, especially Houston fans. Look, Houston's hashtag Houston Sports. Man, it's not easy being a Houston sports fan, so I get it. But the Astros are a really, really good baseball team. You know, fundamentally, not a ton has changed uh, from last year. Yes, they lost. Um, you know they they lost Julie Gurriel, who's playing well. Uh, If not spectacular, they lost, we lost Justin Verlander who hasn't played at all because of injury. Um, But the Astros, you know, they're doing really, really well. We're going to talk about some of the injuries and where we, where the status is on some of those things here in a minute. Um, But I, I, nobody should be freaking out really. It's just, just, it's a long season. Baseball, unlike any other sport, this is a long season. There's a lot of time between now and the end of the year, you know, look, baseball players have to pace themselves. You fans have to too, and I certainly do, because God knows I don't. I hate it when they lose, um, and I love it when they win. So just be patient. Be patient, my friends. All all is well. Meanwhile, Phil Maton, the serial killer, keeps cruising. Look, Phil Maton is the. And I've said this before, I've mentioned it on Twitter, i mentioned it here, he's expressionless on the mound, which creeps me out. Now, I will say, I saw him when I was at the game a week ago, there was a there was a little boy who was there with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and Mayton spent a, just a ton of time with him. I think he was the one that he threw out the first one of the ceremonial first pitches and he caught it. If Mayton caught it, just a, an adorable little kid and Mayton was just absolutely fantastic with him. He was smiling and laughing and cracking jokes and he was talking to him like a little adult. Like he wasn't treating him like, you know, a little kid. So much he was talking to him about baseball and and it was just it was super super sweet right and so mayton is obviously not dexter as i like to kind of think of him but on the mound the guy looks like a sociopath i'm sorry and frankly that's fine because right now he's got 11 and a third innings without a hit or something i mean it's or with only two hits i forget what it is no runs right now whatever the guy is doing on the mound, keep doing it. And hey, look—if breaking your hand over your allowing your brother to get a hit off of you is what you needed to have a good season this year, just wait until after the wait until the off season to do it next time, bro. That's all I'm saying. Then we come back to Luis Garcia. Man, Garcia has really snapped out of his funk, and it's great to see because. It just seemed like you know it's funny Blummer brought this up last time. He had that one bad he had a couple of bad outings um his uh ERA had ballooned up into the 7s. Um and and you know they after that the last game that he struggled you know you heard him say I thought I pitched a pretty good game. You heard Maldi say he thought he pitched a pretty good game. Um and sure enough in the <laughs> I mean my goodness uh in the last two games he's brought his yard A down from the high sevens to 4.0 so uh, he had a strong outing against Pittsburgh went six shutouts in shutout innings there um, excuse me I'm, I'm losing my notes here he had a, he had a really good ser- game against uh, against uh, the Blue Jays but look at those last two games he's given up one run on five hits. With 16 strikeouts and four walks, he threw 92 and 97 pitches against the Blue Jays and the Rays. He went seven innings against the Blue Jays, six against the Rays. Listen, Luis Garcia looks legit out there. Now, at the end of his stint yesterday, you could tell that his his breaking pitch, that is his money was not quite breaking as much he left a slider up a couple of times he gave up a a double uh in his last inning of work out there just he he was it wasn't snapping off quite as well as it had been but you know he maintained through the inning they got him through it and then the astros sent it to their bullpen which has just been you know laying it down and uh you know, it's it, it, he's been really spectacular, and it's great for the Astros because now they have him and Hunter Brown who are both pitching really, really well. Fromber Valdez still steady as hell, right? So you've got those three guys who are already, you know, pitching well, and Christian Javier with his little bits of ups and downs, but still very solid. So you've got four guys now in the lineup who are very solid. Now, that brings me to Jose Urquidy. A good friend of mine uh, recently remarked that after his last outing, which was, I think, on Monday, he just looked kind of shaken, you know? He went two and two-thirds, had a really good outing in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago with uh, six shutout innings. But since then, the last two games, man, he has not looked good. He labored through four and a third against Toronto and gave up four runs on seven hits. Then this just disaster on Monday. Two and two thirds with six runs all earned. His ERA has gone from 235 to 564. 5.64 ERA. He's literally doubled his ERA uh, in a week. Now, obviously, it's early in the season with fewer, you know, fewer outings, so that's gonna happen. We saw Luis Garcia's gone down, he's gone up, but Urquiti is, is the one guy you start to wonder about in this rotation. Uh, with McCullers, he's, you know, McCullers is throwing off the front of the mound for the first time. Now he's still a ways off. I'm guessing at least a month, maybe more. But Forrest Whitley looks really good at Sugarland, you guys. And you've got McCullers. So there is going to be pressure on a guy like Urquidy, um to stay strong. And uh, and get better. Now we've seen your kitty do really well. Is you know this is a guy who is about as steady, typically as you get. He had a lit, you know, it's hard to call it last year a down season when he was still in, his ERAs was in the threes. But you know he can be better than this. But you do look at him and you say, okay, this is a guy who, if there were a pitcher on the roster that the Astros might consider, I don't want to say expendable. But if you wanted to say, hey, maybe you wanted to make a move somewhere down the line and you, they and a team was insisting on a, a rotation player, Arquiti um, might be that guy. Remember, they there was talk about trading him for Wilson Contreras last year and it uh, was shot down. Um, so, you know, something to keep an eye on, let's just say with Jose Arquiti. Just keep an eye on him. Speaking of injuries... Uh Dusty Baker was pretty coy on Jordan Alvarez, who came back to Houston uh with this neck strain or whatever this neck discomfort, right? Everything is discomfort. He has neck discomfort. I, you know, literally most days I have neck discomfort. Um I, I think that's what happens as you get older. Welcome to the club, Blummer. Um but He was pretty coy on whether he would play in the series finale. I've not really checked Twitter this very much this morning, see if there's any news. It's about 9.20 uh, on uh, Wednesday morning. So if he has come back and I don't know about it, well, that's me. Um, Or he could spend some time on the IL. I don't know. You definitely don't want to lose Jordan for very long uh, with Jose Altuve still out. Um, We do see there's some progress. Uh, Chaz McCormick is scheduled. He's going to do, I think, a rehab starter two. And then hopefully be back after he had some uh, back issues, after his eye issue. I don't know. It was weird. Like he had this blurry eye, and then suddenly he's on the aisle with a back strain. It's kind of odd. Um, but, you know, with the Astros and the way they disclose or don't disclose injuries, who knows? Um, then we have uh, Jose Altuve, who's now out of his cast, said to be progressing pretty quickly, moving the thumb around. He's getting some flexibility. You still got to assume he's not going to be back till June. Um, which is yeah, now just barely over a month away. But you got to figure it's going to be at least end of May, beginning of June. We'll see. Uh, hopefully he's a quick healer. Uh, Michael Brantley is in the middle of his rehab stint in Sugarland. Land. Um, so Michael Brantley hates the pitch clock. I don't know if you saw any of the interview with him, but he's talking about how hard it was to adjust for him to adjust to the pitch clock. I mean, this is the first time he's seen any of this. You know, he didn't have a spring training. You know, he's been out since last year, so these are this is his first look at the new rules, and obviously, he's getting some uh, uh, on the job training with this. Um, but clearly, he's he doesn't like it. And no shock. A lot of, most of the old school guys don't really care for it, but he going to have to get used to it. And he said he's a professional. I have no doubt Michael Brantley will be fine. He will figure it out getting up there. He might not be able to tap his shoulders many times. And you know, he's like, a little tap. You know, when he's at the mound. He's a little tap. I'm not the mound, at the plate. He's like, so <laughs> the little tap. That cracks me up when he does that. It's funny how these guys, these guys with their routines, Pretty hilarious. So, hopefully, he'll be back soon, and that'll certainly help this lineup. Um, we're going to have to see how the Astros make moves when he comes back, because right now, Corey Jolks may be one of the best guys on the team, right? Corey Jolks, he's hitting 317 with a 323 on base percentage and a 799 OPS. He hits well in almost every situation. He still strikes out a little too much. He's got 19 strikeouts and 65 plate appearances. That's rookie stuff that we can probably expect. Um, but, man, he's good. He is really good. And he hits, he's, got, he's good in situational hitting. He makes contact. Uh, he's got some pop. Look, you know, I think all of us were talking about Pedro Leon in this offseason, and we got Corey Jolks unexpectedly, and, man, he has been good. The local Houston product, got to love it from Friendswood. Um, I'm not sure Friendswood is Houston. It's close to NASA, you know, so it's all good. Um, just a really wonderful and promising start. Uh, for jokes, love seeing it, and then there's Mauricio Dubon. By the way, is this the real Mauricio Dubon hitting 329 with a 348 on base, 19 game hitting streak, guys? 19 games. Look, he's not going to hit. Go, he's not going to go 162 games hitting the ball. He's not going to play 162 games, but it does bring up the question, right? Like. Is this, like, maybe he's not going to hit, you know, 320, 330. Well, let's say he regresses back and he's hitting 290, 300 range. Like, how do you keep him out of the lineup? You've got to find ways to get him in the lineup if he's going to hit, especially a situational hitting. You know, he's not, um, not going to hit for power, right? Doesn't have a home run this year. Um, but he just seems to like get up there and know what, look, the biggest thing is his strikeouts and I'm going to pull these numbers up while we're talking about it. Um, because the, you know, that's one of the craziest things about this, this, you know, particular year, his on base percentage is great. And part of that is because he walks, but like, if you look at his numbers this year, I'm just pulling it up real quickly. Um, he has he doesn't have any home runs like I said he's hitting 329 348 his slugging is 424 so a little better cuz he's added some doubles. Uh OPS of 772 which for him is is quite good. But if you look at look at his numbers right now, he has 7 strikeouts in 89 plate appearances. 7. That is incredible. Like that that's the thing about him being uh, at the top of the order. And and look, he's only walked twice. He's only walked twice. But he has 28 hits and 89 plate appearances. So, I just – I mean, maybe he'll come, fall down to earth and then Jose Altuve will come, you know, back and riding to the rescue. I don't know. But, you know, what are we going to do about that? I mean, it's an – look – it's like we talked about the pitching last year being an embarrassment of riches. Maybe this year the Astros just have, gr- have a great bench, right? Let's hope that's the case. You know, Brantley's going to come back and play some DH and play maybe a little left field. Um, Jordan, so where does that leave a guy like Corey Jolks, right? Can he slide to center and play some center field? Could you move Tucker over and play Jolks a little bit in right field? Um, you can't just leave him out. Uh being as good as he is just like you can't just keep Dubon out if he keeps hitting like this so speaking of minor leagues you know we talked a little bit about where there'll be any minor league guys coming up Pedro Leon's only hitting 244 right now but his OPS is 732 and he's got an on base of 333 uh, he's a couple homers four doubles you know he was raking when he started uh, at Sugarland and he's kind of come back a little bit, but listen, Pedro Leon is a legit prospect. The only thing I could see is that because of jokes, right, because of the success of Corey jokes and because of, uh, you know, Chaz McCormick, who's played, and look, Jake Myers, by the way, Jake from rake farms, Jake Myers has been really good over the past week. Um, If you get that kind of – if you get all that out of your outfield, if you've got Jordan and uh, Uncle Mike and Kyle Tucker, who's still just crazy good, uh, and you've got Corey Jolks and you've got Chaz McCormick and you've got um, Jake Myers. You have six outfielders, like six legitimate outfielders. Now, granted, you're going to cycle guys in and out of there for DH purposes, for days of rest, but that's a really good rotation of guys, especially if Jake Myers is hitting. So then you have the question of, Maybe Leon doesn't come up this year. Maybe the injury that set him back in training camp and opened the door for, you know, some other guys like Jolks. Maybe he stays another year and that gives them another year of eligibility. Uh, you know, another year, pre, you know, pre-arbitration. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. But it's, look, it's a good problem to have. And and speaking of, in the we talked about Forrest Whitley. He's been great. I fully expect to see him up at some point. You know, the big, the question is, you know, Ronell Blanco. I, I really want to see Ronell Blanco succeed. I do. Um, and I'm just going to pull up his stats while we're sitting here talking. You know, I, I do want him to be successful because I like him. He came out. He was just, you know, he was so good and, during the spring. So far this year, his ERA is a 5.4. Um you know he had no wins and losses. Um, he's given up 13 hits, nine runs, six of them earned. Uh, he's given up a single homer. He's walked five, which has been kind of a kind of an iffy thing because he's played in seven games. He's walked five batters, and um, he has 15 strikeouts over the five games. So not bad. Uh, his per nine. Um, but his his whip is 1 point8 and that's what's really getting him he's just he's allowing too many hits right and so uh, i want to see him succeed but if he's if that's for whatever reason he's the guy that has to go back down Forrest Whitley I could see taking his place i mean the guy's pitching so well and you do you could see forrest Whitley pitching out of the bullpen like you could see him. Spending some time in the bullpen, ramping up, and potentially moving into a starting role next year, or even late in the season if there's an injury. Uh, I don't know, but with as well as he's been playing, you're going to have to think about it at some point. Um, and then we've got Drew Gilbert. He had his third home run in high A Asheville. By the way, how nice must it be to see, watch games in Asheville, North Carolina? The weather must be incredible. Um he's hitting 367 and he's got an OPS of 1089. Um uh Michael Schwab Michael Schwab who's, you know, on uh on, who's on Twitter and all over the place talking Astros. He basically said the guy's going to be in Corpus soon. I agree. I think he's going to be in Corpus middle of this year. I just don't think you can hold him back. And if you recall, Dana Brown said Drew Gilbert was one of those guys that could move through the minors quickly. I think he's going to look. He's really, really good. He, I mean, the only thing that derailed him last year was that shoulder injury, which he, I think he got running through like a wall. Basically, he's tough. He's smart. Um, he's apparently hilariously funny. Um, I'd love to see him get up to Corpus. In fact, if he, I, I'm planning on making a road trip down to Corpus at some point this season to catch a Hooks game. Uh, I'm hoping he'll be called up and then I can go down there and see him play. Because um, he is looking very, very good. And could we see him as a – if he's if he's at Corpus Christi, could we see him as maybe a September call-up just as a random throw-in? Probably not. But uh, could we see him maybe in, as an invitee to camp next year? If he plays well at Corpus, I mean, all bets are off. He could be in Sugar Land next season. Um, which is a great thing for the Astros. Well, I mean, it's another outfielder. I mean, look, for a team that has really needed outfielders, it's kind of funny that suddenly they seem to be loaded with them. Well, We'll see. Anyway, who knows? Baseball is a funny, funny, fickle, weird sport. Um, speaking of that, a couple of a small things, well, mainly one small thing. The Baseball has been, been talking about some additional rule changes. Right, They're looking at a couple of them. Uh, The two biggies really that have been talked about are number one, the pinch runner, uh, changing the rules surrounding the pinch runner. And then the other one is called the DH hook. So the pinch runner situation is what they're talking about is allowing someone to come in and pinch run for a player, but then the player that they pinch run for would continue to play in the field. So for example, if you wanted to pinch run for Jordan or for Maldonado, you could bring a guy in to pinch run from uh, uh, Maldi, but Maldi would still catch. And I think the rule is is that you can do that twice and then on the the second one or maybe the third one, I can't remember exactly which, the pinch runner has to then come in and play a position. So you and it's you would designate a pinch runner to be this guy. So it's kind of an int- that one I don't really have too many issues with it. Be inter- I'd, I'd be curious to see it in practice, but the other one, and this is the the really weird one, is called the DH hook, right? So the DH hook is basically this concept that if you you know now that we have the universal designated hitter, that the dis- the designated hitter would be taken away from you if your pitcher could not make it out of the fifth inning. So, for example, when on Monday, uh, when your kitty only went two and two thirds innings. Whoever was the DH on that day, um, they would be yanked and the pitcher's position would have to bat. And so you'd have to uh, either let the pitcher hit or you would have to uh, substitute someone in for them off the bench and then replace the pitcher the next inning. I don't know about that. I, I, look, this feels like something like throwing a bone to the old school uh you know, fans who hate the designated hitter who love the double switch and all the, you know, all the, um, strategy that's required late in games. I don't know, man. I I think we can avoid stuff like that. That seems weird. Honestly, I just want a robo ump. Like, can we just get some robo umps up in here? I've, I've said for years, I don't understand why in pro sports, they don't use the same technology that they use in tennis. If you ever watched a professional tennis match? You can request a call. If somebody calls the ball out or in, you can request them to check it and they'll check it. And they have computer technology that can show you within like a tiny sliver if the ball is in or out. Right. And nobody complains. They just say, "Ah, oh, that's, that's what it is. And it solves so many problems. like, it doesn't really slow the game down. They do it really quickly. It's all computerized. They show it to the fans, which is to me like the the you know transparency and and um, officiating is a big deal. I think they need more transparency and officiating across the board on in all leagues. I saw a story this morning on the uh, Athletic about how apparently everyone in the NHL hates the referees there too. I don't follow it, but it's no shock. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd i like to see some changes to that just to say, hey, that ball was in. there. you see pitches all the time where you're like, that's three inches outside of the strike zone. And you're like, well, we just got to adjust to a strike zone. No, you don't. No. 100% no, you don't adjust to a strike zone. It's not his strike zone. It's not an official strike zone, right? It's not an umpire strike zone. It is baseball strike zone. It's right there on the TV. You can see it. It's, it's not up for debate. And you say, well, he calls it consistently. Who cares if he calls it consistently? If it's, an inch off the, if it's an inch outside of the strike zone, it is not a strike. Period. End of story. Why are we having this argument? Why are we having this discussion? Why are umpires allowed to do that? Like, it's ridiculous. If it's a strike, it's a strike. If it's not, it's not. No unwritten rule about how, oh, well, if the umpire is calling it a certain way, this game, no, 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 that's bullshit. You can't call it one way now and another way, another time. It's, it's a strike zone. It's a strike zone. It's like saying, um, I have a plate for my food. Um, but if like, I've got a plate full of spaghetti and I drop a clump of it on the table, Well, that's, today, I'm saying that an inch around my plate is still part of my plate. You know, nobody's going to be happy with me dumping spaghetti on their table. My wife certainly wouldn't. So, why the hell are we okay with, you know, and I know we're not okay. I know people complain, but good Lord, man, if it's outside the strike zone, it's outside the strike zone, and I do get missing on occasion. Listen, it's a very difficult job. I've nothing but you know honestly kind of sympathy for these guys especially uh you know with now the pitch clock and you're having to think about all that nonsense too but goodness gracious man and and a lot of these guys too are like you know oh i don't you know we don't need that and there's a lot of like pride involved man just do your job dude call it call it if it's in the strike zone it's in the strike zone if it's out of the strike zone it's out of the strike zone I. I didn't expect to go on this rant, but it's just been so annoying to watch that. It's been so annoying. Okay, last thing I want to say, (laughs) I want to say congrats to the Rockets for hiring M.A. Udoka, former Celtics coach as their new head coach. I know this is a baseball podcast, but hey, Rockets are, uh, you know, we've got the draft for the Texans coming up. I think a lot of people are concerned they're going to screw it up. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but with the Rockets at least you feel like they got this one right So good for them They're in a press conference today I do cover the Rockets and the Astros for the Houston Press So uh, I'm not going to the press conference today I'll be watching it uh, remotely But um, you know uh, I think they got the right guy So thank you so much for joining me today Solo um, With Blummer on Blummer's birthday You know Blummer listen buddy That's right. Welcome to the club, my friend. Um, And, you know, frankly, for your birthday, I would assume for you it's going to be... Borderline orgasmic. Yeah, that's right, Blummer. It probably will be borderline orgasmic. And honestly, from now on, if anybody comes up to you and is like, Okay, boomer. Now you understand. (laughs) Listen to all these drops I'm throwing in at the end. (laughs) Throwing in all these drops. They're bussing. That's right. I'm going to drop them all. Oh, I'm so, uh, this is, listen, there are times that I just want to make myself laugh and I don't really care if anybody else laughs. So this might be one of those times. I mean, I want you to laugh. I'd like it, but sometimes let the kids be kids, man. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I got to listen. I'm doing all this right now because I miss Blummer. We know this. That's right. And slaps. That's right. He slaps. Um, I'm throwing in all these drops because Blummer can't be here. So, uh. Happy birthday Blum! Uh, hope you're having a great birthday day. And uh, thanks you guys for joining us. I'll, um, I'm going to be out of town this weekend myself, um, and Blummer and I will be back next week with a fresh podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Huge thanks to all the listeners and viewers. Please continue liking and subscribing. We like you guys, we do, and we'd like to see more. Um, and keep sending us questions. Love that stuff. You guys are really insightful and interesting and uh, and fascinating. Um, the stuff I see on Twitter. I mean look, I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of the stuff that ends up in the show is stuff that I see from you guys on Twitter, um, questions you send uh, through YouTube and other places. It sparks debate. It's fascinating. you guys are you know you guys are awesome. and uh, you know we love to talk about it. both Blummer and I do. So thank you so much for all of your participation. Keep it coming. Happy birthday Blummer. Happy birthday number 50. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend and as always, go Astros.